Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, friends and foes alike. I am the West Virginia woman, Robin Holstein of RobinHolstein.com and Holstein House, where my guests get a good night's sleep at a fair rate plus breakfast. I've been keeping house since I was 17 years old, balancing the budget and paying the bills as an army wife on the salary of a PFC stationed at Fort Hood, Texas, and as a single mother of two back home in West Virginia. Things have changed a lot since then, but I haven't forgotten what it was like. This podcast looks at society and cultural issues affecting families in West Virginia and in the United States, from food preparation and storage, gardening, home repairs, current events, and more. We'll go round the table and back in 60 minutes or less. So let's hang out and talk a while. I've known Lisa Hayes Miney for over 20 years. I'm not sure how I found her page, West Virginia Cottages, but I reached out to her for advertising. I was building a website for my husband's band, Rockin' Horse, and wanted to promote them with an advertisement. Lisa knew full well that the Southern Rock Band from West Virginia wasn't a cottage industry, but she allowed limited promotion. Then over the years, things changed, and we changed with them, but Lisa and I have remained in contact since at least 1999. She is probably the most diverse and accomplished woman I know. She imagined, created, and published, then distributed the most popular free magazine focusing on local culture and activities in West Virginia for over 10 years. She and her husband printed 18,000 copies and distributed them within 18 West Virginia counties. They had over 100 subscriptions mailed out every month, covering 16 different states. And they experienced less than a 1% unread rate or copies that were not distributed all while staying true to her calling as a writer and author. She has reimagined and recreated herself successfully multiple times, and she's received several awards in the process. This is the second and final part of my interview with Lisa. My my first community event. Apparently, this is yeah. a week for you know a month for first for or something. First, yeah. Um, I I felt I felt I did pretty well. I did sell. I have I have multiple books. Um, my two main books that I um that I promote is um Life in the Slow Lane, and mm-hmm. that is where I went through ten years of my writing in Two Lane Living magazine, and I I picked my favorites. Uh, and I'm not the only columnist that did that. Um, Sherry Brake has done that. Max Samples has done that. I've got some people um, that are working on theirs now. Uh, Russ Richardson started with his columns and and has a, you know he's working now on a th- trilogy of his life in the forest. So that's a revisit of um, my favorite two lane living columns and. You know, uh, I, that one did very well at, at the sale. There were a lot of people that wanted to do that for Christmas gifts because they remember the magazine. 
um, fondly and, and have folks who maybe miss the magazine or, you know, never saw it Mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. The other book that I have, um, which is dear to my heart, I, I, uh, self-published through Lulu and it's a little, um, pocket book. I should have had them ready for you, but it's like this big. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's like this big. It literally will fit in your back pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are just a few essays in there. Um, these essays were um, part of my thesis work, my master's degree work. Um, and they had been uh, accepted to online literary magazines. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so dear to my heart and during my um during my my mfa and my graduate work i was focusing on um empathy um how do you create empathy for dark characters how do you create empathy in your reader's mind how do you cover uh difficult topics with empathy so the the name of my little pocketbook is just simply called essays on empathy mm-hmm. um you can go to my lhaysmini.net website and or you can go to lulu and type my name in and you know uh life in the sloan lane is available on barnes and noble it's available on amazon of course i get very little yeah. money if they are sold that route yeah, I, I make good money if, these days. Yeah, I'm, I make more money if they're sold from Lulu. But my mm-hmm. little pocketbook is a size that Barnes and Noble and Amazon won't accept. Oh. So it doesn't have an ISBN number. It's just, it, again, it's just a little pocketbook mm-hmm. that you can only get through me personally or through Lulu or my website. Mm-hmm. I like, um, I like that size. And, and, um, there's, um, there's a little publication called, um, creative. It's put out by creative nonfiction magazine. And it's one little essay that comes in a pocketbook. Uh, it was suspended during COVID and the pandemic. It's going to come back out, but I loved that. Because I could stick it in my little pocket in my purse. I could stick it in mm-hmm. my back pocket. And it was more mobile than, and you know, my purse is not big enough for a regular size book. It only has, but I always have to have reading material <laughs> with me. Mine's, mine's big enough for a regular size encyclopedia set. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have, no, a, I I have a bag. I don't have a purse. I have a bag. I carry it. <laughs> So I do, you know, I have written other books. I've written other books about spirituality. Um, Mm -hmm. I have a book. um, It's a little, it's a little trippy. It's, it's about um, reading people's minds, but all (laughs) of that is, is science. It's not magic. Mm -hmm. It's science, Mm -hmm. right? It's nonverbal communication. It's micro expressions. It's, you know, what generation are they? What year were they born? That that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So it 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 it's presented as it, like how to be psychic. Yeah, but kind of Sherlock it really Holmes. is. Yeah, it really is. Um, that's I just I call it simply psychic. Mm. Um, but I maybe I should have named it scientifically psychic or or something like that. <laughs> 
And that was something that I did um, originally what I did when I worked at Hampton Ridge Magic. And here we go all the way back to 20 years ago. Yeah. <clears throat> when I worked for them, magic books were the magic trick books that were available in the late 90s were from Mimeograph. Oh, yeah, I remember. Mimeograph. I mean, okay, yeah. for you youngins, go Google it, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. So I don't even know if Google goes back that far. The other thing, <laughs> right. So even, even then, I was taking um, things that were no longer copyrighted or with permission. And we were taking these old black and white plastic spiral bound mimeographed books and turning them into updating them and turning them into modern presentation, full color cover, mm -hmm. um, nice font type thing. And when they moved to Chicago, you know, I, didn't get rid of my files. I still had my files. And of course, when, when that book, it's, it was, it, it was originally called pyrotechnics or psychotechnics or so I don't even remember, but you know, at, when that was originally written, micro expressions weren't um, a commonly known thing, you know, mm -hmm. um, part of nonverbal communication requires empathy you mm -hmm. have to be able to look at a person and and read them as well as hear them mm -hmm. you know so some of them that one was just for fun you know we were in quarantine i was sorting through my file cabinets i came across that one and i was like oh i bet that could be updated and brought to newfangled because again you know like even if you wanted to be presenting as a psychic and you wanted to market yourself as a psychic, it was like, go hang doorknob tags on their doors. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it, it was Gorilla so pre-internet <laughs> that, yeah, it was just, you know, it was so outdated. I, I, I really just wanted to bring that one up to date. So again, I, I have multiple books, but the two that I, I think are most appropriate for a wide audience are the is life in the slow lane. And then my little, um, essays on empathy, um, that little pocketbook. I, I just love that little book and I should probably redo the cover because, um, all my covers were created with, um, a cover designer that Lulu provides, Okay. but they recently, um, they recently updated their cover designer, but I've been using Lulu, Oh, wow. Since. Oof. Possibly since you and I first encountered each other. My first I, I remember, that I did on there. I remember reading about Lulu back in the early 2000s. And I did, I, I did a book on um, uh, Think Outside the Office. And I, I went with Outskirt Press at the time. And uh, instead them. of Lulu. So I think they're still well, out I there. Had, that I've never done anything like that since. My first book that I did with Lulu, again, I don't. I have to redo it now. It's been up there so old, and I've taken it down. It was a picture book for Audra State Park. Mm -hmm. Frank and I used to go to Audra State Park all the time, and we would go uh, winter, spring, summer, fall. Audra mm -hmm. is the first to open up in the season and the last to close. Um, campground wise but you can again still go hike there or whatever in the winter 
So -hmm. between the two of us, we had several floppy disks full of (laughs) photography that we had taken on our visits to Audra State Park. And I I love Audra. It's so beautiful there. Um, And so, I mean, years ago, I'm thinking probably early 2000s, I did a photo book of um, Audra State Park. And that's probably the first one that I did through Lulu. Now, the very first book I published, I published in sixth grade. Um, I typed it up on my mother's manual typewriter on onion skin paper. Yes. And I, I illustrated it myself with pencils and crayons. I sewed the binding on my mother's sewing machine. (laughs) And I made a cardboard cover that I covered with feed sack fabric, um, red feed sack fabric with white polka dots. And then I took stencils and put the title on the front. So, I mean, you know, I've just been doing what I do since I was a kid. And now I've got like, you know, nine typewriters in my house that i'm doing you know typewriter i i will uh, on, and all that kind of other stuff on, on a little little dog leg or rabbit hole or rabbit trail or whatever you call it at this point i will blame you for several little um <laughs> several and little things i already know <laughs> <laughs> because you did the thing with the typewriters i'm like oh my god i love those typewriters so i have like three i didn't know we're near like you do but we have three and we have one that was my husband's father's when he was in high school but it's a it's a it's like a it's like a 1918 1920 typewriter but when my husband's when my father-in-law was in high school he bought it used so it wasn't like new in the family and we took it to I want to say Cincinnati to a guy out in Cincinnati and had it as refurbished as could be done with it it was in pretty rough shape but um and so we've got it out on a table on a little little um, area that I have some other period things like that in in the in the here in the breakfast room, and then I have a couple of manuals downstairs that the husband doesn't know about <laughs> that I got, and they come in when he wasn't here. He was out of state at different times, and they come in. And then um, there's something else. Okay, there was a couple other. Uh, uh, little hobbies I I dived in for short periods of time because I'm like, oh, look what Lisa's doing. Oh, I want to do that, you know. <laughs> so, well, you and actually, Substack's one, Substack's one of them. Substack's one of them. Well, thought, what is Substack? That what was, is that? Oh, I got to know what this is. So, yes, I had to I had to see that too, and and um, I think it was uh, what is it? Black by God. Uh, Crystal Good does her Black by God magazine on. Mm-hmm. Substack, I think originally she did. And then every, you know, I think quarterly she does a print version of it. Mm-hmm. But there are several um, West Virginia endeavors happening on Substack, ones that I follow that are either citizen uh, journalism or um, I, I follow one that, you know, she talks about, you know, dealing with. Um, your own insecurities Mm -hmm. or, you know, the imposter syndrome or things like that. So again, I, I simply saw other people doing it and I was like, what's Substack? You know, cause again, I love WordPress. 
started designing yeah. on front page, you know, um, I but use then, and I love WordPress, but sub, Substack makes it so easy. They do. And the so shame easy. of it is, is that, you know, I've got like, uh, I've got the personal website and I've got to put up the, I, I've been using a subdomain on my web, website for direct books for the B&B, but I need, I need to off that onto its own. And I've, I've got the domain. I just haven't built the site yet, but the, the sad part about that is, as you, as you build your website to have your, your blog to drive the traffic to your website to, you know, for all of that. And when you're doing Substack, you're, you're absolutely, you've got people far and away from, from unless, you, and then you try to drive them back to you. And so that's, I love the idea of Substack. It really is that simple, but, and it beats having to log in behind and trying to upload a blog post and all that nonsense. Um, but it, it, it takes you away from, you know, so I, I can publish all this stuff and, and set it up to be published on Substack, which really I should be putting on my own website blog. You know, I get that. I think about that, too, because, you know, the, the purpose of all of it is really to, you know, typical marketing is to mm -hmm. funnel people to your website. Right. Now, you know, I have the same issue with social media. I yeah. don't want people following my personal Facebook profile. I want them to follow my author profile, but right. my author profile is there to send them to either my Substack or my website. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I believe, and again, this is my personal preference. I, um, I like receiving things in my email that I can leave in that inbox and access whenever I have time. Right. or inclination or mindset now on social media if you don't check it every day or if you you know you might miss something or you mm -hmm. might you know if you saw it today facebook makes it hard to go back and find it five yeah, days from now because you already saw it ones, and they don't yeah, show it if you don't save it for watch later and then have that big list yeah some of the big uh the big social media are just getting uh <laughs> too big for their britches i mean they're just um what started out is as great fun ways to connect or reconnect and to share stuff is now become a place where you're hesitant to even tell somebody you disagree with them so right. it, it's just getting crazy and i see i don't have so much going on over at youtube that i worry about it but I'm seeing people get get and I'm not mon I'm not monetized there anyway. I don't have enough of anything to do. Mon but I'm seeing people get, um, you know, demonetized or they're getting um, uh, slowed down and, and and hidden and stuff because they have a different opinion of something. And it's just it's I, I, I see this whatever it has become. It's getting ready to crumble back down on itself and I, I don't know where people go from there to stay connected because we're so personally human to human disconnected now it's, it's all it's all about you know if you're sitting here playing on your phone it's all about um you know sitting in the Wayne and I will be sitting in the living room watching well we're not really watching television but the television's on the dogs are asleep and he's over here doing this on his phone and I'm over here doing this on my phone and I might say oh it's gonna rain tomorrow yeah I got you know I gotta get whatever done and but there we're losing we've lost that and 
I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what's about to happen, but it can't be good. And I don't mean like revolution. I don't mean anything like that. But as far as society, we, we, we don't talk to each, we don't look people in the eye anymore. We don't know how to have conversation anymore. And it's just, it's just getting insane. And, and, you know, I'm with you. I've got so many people that follow that that are friends of mine on Facebook on my personal page. I don't talk to them. I don't know most of them. I, you know, it prompts you to say happy birthday, and that's about the only time I talk to most of them. You know, and well, I you know, know you've you whittled know yours this, down right? several times, and and I I admire that because I'm not really sure where to whittle mine. <laughs> I don't have the the author page to shoot people to, but. Um, I've whittled well, my and a list lot of people down. did not did not shift over to the author page. Now, of mm -hmm. course, you know, when I uh, stir a pot in the community, I have a lot <laughs> of community people end up on my author page uh, because my personal profile really doesn't have You're my first down, name yeah. in it. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one reason with Tulane Renaissance, you know, when I begin doing podcasts and video and those things that make me feel like I'm personally exposing myself to mm -hmm. ridicule or attack. That's why those are only four paid subscribers. Mm -hmm. um, you know, our, our free columns, you, you know, our paid subscribers can comment. Nobody mm -hmm. else can comment. Um, in the, the things that take extra time, effort, and money, like video and audio or special features or eBooks or online courses. Um, I'm no longer willing um, to expose myself to trolls. Yeah. Um, and one of the reasons why I trimmed down my personal profile is because so many of them were trolls or were simply watching what I would say so they could stir a pot somewhere else. Mm -hmm. um, and we talked about this a little bit before recording. I like to stir my own pots. You know, I like to choose <laughs> my own battles. I like to stir my own pot and wave my spoon around and let everybody, you know. So, yeah. um, but also newspaper reporter, I had a group of seven stalkers. You know that you expose yourself to people mm -hmm. and i've i've grown old enough now and wise enough now hopefully to realize that not everybody is good for me mm -hmm. not now again i don't want to just see a bunch of people who feel the same way i do which is what mm -hmm. facebook typically begins to force on us you know we only yeah. see like-minded because of their right. um algorithms and i'm a centrist mm -hmm. i'm not you know i'm an, i'm a registered mm -hmm. independent i'm not i'm not republican i'm not democrat mm -hmm. so i like to see you know both sides of a discussion um and i think facebook has taken that away from me because of their algorithms yeah they but do also and... there are people who you know there's people who just want to be mean Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I think we need to I take agree. measures to protect ourselves from that. Yeah, I, um, yeah. I, I, I won't, you know, I, I'm not a centrist. I am a uh, center-leaning conservative, um, tending towards libertarianism 
in a lot of areas. I, I was registered Republican for a long time, ran for House. You know, you you probably I think we were connected I know that. when mm-hmm. I did that. And, um, you know, I obviously I didn't get elected, which is fine because of the way things worked out anyway. It was the best thing to happen. My mother started getting ill and I needed to be there for her. But um, I I like to have discussion with people I disagree with. And I like to be able to disagree with people without having to worry about them coming with at me with a knife, you know. <laughs> so and you I like, and I, you and I have had disagreements. We, there have we been do. Places we there are several knew, areas. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, several areas where, where we you knew, and I are on totally you know, opposites. Yeah. And um, but again, uh, it's not a problem for us. Right. We can civilly right. discuss. And, and that comes back around to the kids that can't get off of, of these things is they don't know how to have and they don't teach it uh, discussion, you know, without right. getting angry, without, you know, they don't have debate classes. They don't teach people how to, um, you know, disagree without being disagreeable. And we've, we've got a couple generations now of, of kids who were raised watching their parents fight out on the little league field. You know, because little Johnny didn't get to play enough in the football game, and their ma- their parents are mad at the coach. So they go beat up the coach. I mean, what? You know? <laughs> yeah. What if we? So it's. I, I'm I'm hoping that we're getting ready to see a change there, in that we can we can get back to. I, I don't know what it's going to take uh, for that to happen for the nation to come back around and say, okay, just because we don't agree doesn't mean we get to bomb each other or, or what was it down in um, was it North Carolina where somebody just took shots at the, uh, and took down the um, electric stations, power, power stations, they shot them up. And now these people don't have any, like, but that is the dumbest crap. I don't care what you believe. You don't do stuff like that. That's just, you just don't do it. You know, so I uh, I don't I don't agree with that kind of um, just off the chart behavior, but um, and why you know to to yeah, what, what extent to what purpose yeah. what purpose does that have? I won't um, be I, surprised you know, if we if we find out that that person was not directly related to anything other than they were off their meds. I mean, just right. or or persons plural because I think it happened didn't it happen in more than one. Uh, more than one spot. It wasn't just one of the stations. They mm-hmm. I was thinking it was two or three. But I don't know. Well, anyway. you had mentioned you had mentioned not not a revolution, and you know there was a point um, when I was kind of a conspiracy theorist prepper. We need a revolution kind of mm-hmm. person, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but what what I've come to believe is that we are primed and we are ready for a renaissance now what's the difference between a revolution and a renaissance a revolution destroys everything and wants to start again from scratch Mm -hmm. a renaissance a renaissance takes what's broken and not working Mm -hmm. and reworks it to be better right so again, it's the difference between, you know, anarchy and hope. It's yeah. the difference between saying burn the house down or remodel. Yeah. 
and that's why I, you know, I chose Tulane Renaissance and I chose Renaissance as intentionally mm -hmm. because I don't want to, um, you know, that I, I have thought in my time, I have thought about leaving West Virginia. I have yeah. thought about leaving Gilmer County. I mm -hmm. have thought about leaving the rural world. Um, mm -hmm. And those are all revolutionary personal you know, motivations. Mm -hmm. um, I have a love for Calhoun next door in Gilmer. I've worked in mm -hmm. both and I yeah. shop in both and I have friends in both. I see the people in Calhoun County taking what they have to work with and making it fantastic. Right. Um, I see them working together, but Calhoun, you know, doesn't have a college, doesn't have, they don't have a lot to work with. And yet mm -hmm. I see a renaissance happening in Calhoun County. They have more mm -hmm. shops and niche places in Calhoun than Glenville has anywhere. And we're a college yeah. town, yeah. you know, so I, I'm not anymore. I don't want to be a revolutionist. I want yeah. to be a Renaissance person. I want to see <laughs> us take what's not working for us and make it work again. Yeah. And it's um, perhaps the uh, unfortunate strict definition people use of revolution because you can you you can change things without bloodshed and damage, and which is exactly what you're saying. Right. Um, yeah, I remember, you know, when you were you know, working that working your uh, the homestead and and uh, getting your your chickens and getting your uh, place set up and and everything. I I remember all of that and that a lot of that community that I'm and you know where I'm at. You're you're in a, a very rural area and I'm in kind of a suburb area and I I. I can only sort of mimic or mirror that type of, because I mean, I'm in a little community here. I've got what 50 feet between me and the building, the house next to me. So um, I have some space, but I don't have that kind of space. So I've always been kind of jealous. You, do you have, do you have a rooster? I did have, I don't anymore. He, uh, he, uh, he had to go the way of, um, uh, the eternal flock when he flogged me and I had a big hole in my leg. So, yeah. That's why I don't have roosters. But I was thinking for you, them going off at daybreak. Um, yeah, actually, originally we had two because we, you know, when we got the chicks at the tractor stores, I call it tractor supply, uh, you don't know what they are. So we ended up with two right. roosters and, and one of them, I'm pretty sure, died from them fighting. Um, because he just, I knew they were fighting, that they were, you know, flailing at each other and stuff. And then one of them was just dead one day in the yard. I'm like, this is probably, yeah. And then the other one, once right. he got me, once he got me, I'm like, no, we're not doing this, not doing this, but I do have a Drake duck. I didn't originally have a Drake. Okay. Um, but, uh, neighbors of my dad's a couple streets over, they had uh, quite, they got quite a few of them, uh, between ducks and chickens you know, when the tractor supplying him all, all spring, oh, can we get the ducks and chickens? Well, the guy did that. They live on the river. He didn't build a very secure um, pen for them. And he goes out here and all this noise and the raccoons just decimating, just taking them out. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, yeah. he had, he only ended up with two ducks that survived. And I got those because he said he just couldn't take care of them anymore, which he hadn't really well, taken care of them to begin with. I tried. People don't think about that. 
I tried ducks twice. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, we got a lake out back and yes, it only turtles makes sense, and, you know. Mm-hmm. But we, between turtles and mm-hmm. raccoons, both mm-hmm. of them were very emotional, unsuccessful experiences. Yeah. They can be, it can um, be even awful. I went yes. out, uh, I don't know what got a hold of one of my chickens. I've had a, just off and on. I mean, when you're at the level I'm in, you only have a handful of them. You know, you lose one. It's a big part of your of your flock, if you want to call it that. Um, I, I went out to put them all in uh, one evening and one was just in just weird in the yard and they should have been inside the coop. And I looked and she'd been attacked by something and she didn't make it through the night. There wasn't anything I could do, but she didn't make it through the night. And I, it honestly, it looked to me like a hawk had got her. And my dad swears that a hawk could not have tried to pick her up, but she had puncture marks like, like a hawk would have, you know, grabbing. But she was on the ground and it may have been a raccoon. I don't know. I never did see, know what got it, but I had to tighten up um, how, how soon I ran them back in. And I had to tighten up the fence a little bit. They, she, whatever got her, got her while they were out in the yard. And it was mm-hmm. at dusk. So um, I tightened down, you know, what time I put them in. And I've been pretty strict about that ever since. I mean, I'm almost anal about it because I don't want anything getting them. But I've got the, the, the coop I've got them in is a, is a Rubbermaid building. And, you know, so nothing's getting in unless it's going through the doors, the little right pet doors that i put in there um and those go down and they get mashed down pretty hard and at at night so there's unless it something knows how to lift those up they're not going to be able to figure that out and then they're uh, the the run that they get in it's not all that secure but they're not in it like i don't let them out until about an hour after sun up they they get i run them in about a um half an hour before sundown or so. And I've been pretty good with that, but I don't have that many and I've never bred to have babies. So I haven't had anything tried to eat any of the babies. When I've gotten uh, chicks, I kept them in my basement in a dog crate, you know, until they were big enough to go outside. So that's an experience having chickens in your basement. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> it can, it can, it can yeah. I wanted ducks. I wanted ducks, but we just couldn't. I mean, with great effort, we just mm-hmm. couldn't keep them. You safe. have to. Just you have to do them. You know, in my of course, I don't have a lake, so I didn't have to worry about anything like you know, uh, mink or or turtles or anything getting them. But um, um, my my ducks, I treat exactly like the chickens, and I I actually. In the summer, especially, I have to go out and round them up to make them go because they want to stay out later. They go in the same coop that the chickens go in. They're in the same run the chickens are in. So if I'm if I'm not going to be home and they have to stay in the run, they all stay in the same run. And the only thing that you have to worry about is um, a drake trying to mate a chicken. The drake could kill the chicken. I, I don't have that issue. He's never tried to do it. But if you have your ducks and chickens together and you have a drake, he physically will damage a, a hen and she will die from that as usually. Now, if a rooster tries to mate a, a hen duck, he's not even the right size to get to the, all the parts. So it doesn't right. matter. 
he might he might tear her up with his claws and and pull out her, her uh, feathers and stuff, but like they do a chicken. But the best thing to do if you're going to do it is not to have males of either one. But I keep them all together. Yeah. So, but uh, well, as we start to wind this down here, because I've had you on forever, um, of course we haven't talked in ages either. Uh, what, what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh my goodness. Well, you know, I talked before that we're not any spring chickens and I am actually seven years from retirement. Ah. My goal, my goal for retirement would to be to, to you know, do the things I love, which is writing in Tulane Renaissance and typewriter poetry and, and art. I mean, sure. I want to be financially secure. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I did have through Tulane living for 10 years, I had the opportunity to, um, garden and produce our own food, which, you know, is much, much cheaper. Once you have the supplies, the canning supplies and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, it's Mm -hmm. much, much cheaper than buying food. And, you know, uh, the older I get, the less my body tolerates preservatives and fast Mm -hmm. foods and things like Mm -hmm. that. So I would like to go back to being self-reliant and um, being able to do what I love. Now, because of some recent things that have gone on in our community, I have been considering starting at the beginning of the year, I would like to do perhaps either a weekly podcast or weekly video where I share news from our local publications that we have around here. Very nice. Um, Because one, I want to do um, a bridge, some of Mm -hmm. it that's presented. Other ones I want to promote. There are people that are trying to fill in the the space left empty by the Her Herald. Mm -hmm. There's uh, a new publication coming out in Gilmer County that it's online. Um, I have subscriptions to the New York Times, the Charleston Gazette. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't remember what movie it was, but there was a movie where a gentleman went from city to city just reading the newspapers, you know, way back in the wild, wild west. Um, and um, I'm not sure that I, don't recognize um, that I would one. charge for it. I'll have to look it up. I can't remember what it was. And again, as long as I give credit to the news source, I don't think I'm infringing on anything. Um, but I, I've i come to a point where I believe that our community is lacking um, in community information and representation. Um, I think that... Um, you know, advertising and marketing in this area has gotten to a point where um, if you're not doing it on Facebook, you're not going to, you know, you're not, it takes too much effort and money to get support for ongoing events. Mm-hmm. Um, too many times the event is over or the funeral is over before mm-hmm. you find out there's even an event or that someone yeah. has passed. Yeah, I see um, that here so where I, I'm at. I think that I think that what I'm going to do with my podcast um, that I'm, you know, I've been planning on doing a podcast, you know, six, seven months now, but I hadn't really f- 
figured out what my focus is or what my purpose is. And I think that's what it's, that's where it's going to take me. I think if uh, I'm going to kind of be the observer of mm -hmm. state, local, national news for our community, mm -hmm. and then I'm going to present the, their information and my commentary yeah. on it. Um, and not only because I think I will get personal satisfaction from it, but I think the community will benefit from it. Um, there were so many people who, for example, at the craft show, um, oh, I didn't know it was going on. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah. um, you know, the other thing was, oh, you know, the local newspaper didn't come and cover it. Robin, the talent in that room on Saturday. I mean, I almost you know i suffer from imposter syndrome oh yeah uh, but the talent <laughs> the talent in that room the this there was a seamstress there were artists there were the most gorgeous wooden bowls gorgeous jewelry gorgeous etched glass i mean mm -hmm. the talent in that room that should have been celebrated that should have been promoted Mm -hmm. Um, it, you know, I knew that it was an 11 year annual event. Mm -hmm. I am the type of person that once I, you know, drive 22 miles out of town to go home, I'm staying home. But yeah. Yeah. had I, had I ever known, um, how many, to, to make a point, how many Tamarack quality artisans Mm -hmm. we have in our community mm -hmm. i would have been there before and yeah. you know i feel like i did well um income wise but again that wasn't the reason i was there exposure was the reason i was there but i spent most of the money i made simply because <laughs> all right. you know i can look at a at a crocheted um poncho knowing that there's more than thirty dollars in oh, yarn yes. in time yes. in that poncho. Mm -hmm. and by golly, you know that's a deal, right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I was so impressed by the talent that was there. And you need to let me offer nobody... the suggestion that you you okay. you you connect uh, if you're not still connected with those artisans that and. and Make that a section of your Substack. Focus, focus on some of the folks that were there that you feel like may have been slighted for whatever reason. That would, I think, mm -hmm. that would be awesome if you had um, a section of your Substack just for that. If you haven't already decided, I, no. because I haven't poked poked my head in the last couple of weeks. No, that's that's a wonderful suggestion, and I I would like to do that because, you know, we have. Uh, a natural tendency in Gilmer County to um, grumble and complain and focus on the negative. Mm -hmm. And you know that this year I've everyone. been watching. I've been yeah. watching for signs of a, of a renaissance and the positive. Mm -hmm. And we have a, you know, a flower studio art place on Main Street now. We have an art gallery with art mm -hmm. classes on our Main Street now. We've got a crafters and beyond kind of down and around the corner. Mm -hmm. um, so I see 
these amazing things happening and I see them working very hard to promote on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also see they're not getting the recognition that they deserve. Um, yeah. They're not um, being, you know, and I, I would make an assumption that probably half the people at that craft show have their own small business, okay, sure. license, that they are home-based businesses in our community, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. people don't even really know they exist. Yeah. Um, and that was also a reason behind Two Lane Living is because at that time, none of our local newspapers really had a lifestyle section. Right. They never had um, somebody who was just teaching you how to be healthy, smart, mm-hmm. budget, live wisely, manage stress wisely, manage life wisely, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. So, you know, I I would like to see more good things uh, presented in our community. Um, not, not to be cheesy, you know, and not to say that we're perfect, but to sure. balance out that, that negative mindset that says, you know, this town's dying, which so right. many West Virginia small rural towns can look around and say this town is dying. They don't Not have just to. The small rural um, ones, honey. The ones up here. Yeah, they being, don't have to. I, uh... Go ahead. No, I, I, you know, we, I was thinking about you. I mean, um, <laughs> mobile notary, you know. Who thinks of the mobile notary? I mean, who puts that in their mind? But that's a great way to change how that business is done. Um, we don't have a notary at our public library. Um, so you've got to either run to this person or run to that person or chase this person down. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if they're sick or they're not at work that day or they're right. not, you know, um, but I just thought that was an innovative and very renaissance kind of idea. You took <laughs> Well, what, it, what... it was wonderful until the gas prices went to the point where you, it really made it um, cost prohibitive for most of the jobs that I was doing. Because, you know, you've got you've got somebody that just needs a couple things notarized and the actual amount you can you can charge for the act of notarizing is five bucks per act which is per name you know that you're notarizing but then you've got you know how much does it cost to me to get there how long am I driving some of the stuff I was doing I drive down to Beckley I drive out to Huntington so we're talking you know a couple hours round trip either way and you know fuel and time and and it just I I have really scaled it back because the cost of fuel had has gone up quite a bit but it I still do it well and hopefully 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 that will pass i I think Mm -hmm. it was the the second or third year of two-lane living Mm -hmm. um and we had done our business model with a certain gas price range sure yeah um and then we you know tripled what we were doing and then like our third or fourth year gas went to almost five dollars a gallon right i mean it almost killed us Um, and there is that you can do online you can do online notarization in West Virginia for certain things, but it, it's kind of cost prohibitive for me to jump into because the the demand's not there for uh, someone like me. Now, I, you know, if it's your if it's your corporation and you're you're dealing international and different things like that, it's it 
if that's a different ball game. But uh, for what I, you know, for the market that I was serving, that's really kind of cost prohibitive to even get into that. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm approved for it, but it's not, I just don't do it. But well, I'm, you, you may know, come back around to it. You don't know. Oh, well, no, I haven't, again, I haven't set it you, down. I'll... You and I adapt. I think that's what, Yeah. I think that's one of the things that you and I have in common is that yeah. we've been able to adapt to the changes in technology, adapt mm -hmm. to the influences in West Virginia and our country and our culture. Yeah. Um, and we know, you know, like you said, if it doesn't work, okay stop putting energy into it put energy yep. somewhere yep. Comes that a time it is where working. you have to cut cut bait and move on yeah um yeah, and i and so I, I think that you I have think that you are amazing in the way that you oh, adapt and know, shift okay. from one thing to another <laughs> well i've i've kind of forced that it's kind of that adult adhd kind of thing <laughs> I can't tolerate I a certain amount of stuff for very long, <laughs> but uh, I get um, it. yeah. So you know, in in the area of Kanawha County that I live, it's 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 not up the holla. I mean, we're down along the river, and we're not too far from uh, the city of Bell, and we're not too far from some industry, and we're right close to the turnpike and everything. But everything around us is just drying up and dying. We've got uh, one of the um, uh, one of the first podcasts that I did focused a little bit on um, the food desert. And I, I get so, your frustration with some of the folks in your, in your county there. Uh, I, I do that with the city of Charleston and I come unglued every so often. They start screaming food desert, food desert. People have to hop a bus and go to Canal city to go to the grocery store. When I've got people in my County that have to drive round trip, you know, 30 miles to come to Walmart to get groceries, you know, and I just, mm -hmm. I lose, I lose my mind on that every now and again. And I, I did a big um, uh, rant uh, on one of the first episodes of the podcast on that because one of the grocery stores in Glasgow, the only actual grocery store, not count, not a gas station convenience store, but the only grocery store was a save a lot. You know, that's high dollar there. Um, it shut down here mm -hmm. a few weeks ago. And so we've got people that have to come. Um, you know, eight or nine miles out of the hollow to go just to get to Route 60 to come another eight miles to go to, to Walmart to go to the grocery store, unless you want to go to a convenience store. And um, it frustrates me to no end. And, and you know, we're, we're one of the richest counties and, and we've got some of the most destitute people. It's just insane. It drives me crazy. And I, and I think where there's a, a crap ton of cash coming into this county. Where is it going? But I, I don't really, I mean, I think about it, but I, I don't have time to really in, look into it and say, okay, where actually is it going? There's been stories that we were going to have this ammunition center two or three different times. It was supposed to be a manu ammunition manufacturing uh, business. Uh, it, it was supposed to be established around here. Funny thing about it, every time that come up, it was right around an election time. And, uh, oh, we're going to bring this... Um, I don't even remember the name of the company now. Uh, they're going to they're going to start uh, up on the hill on this old strip mine, which across from me uh, on the hill. They're going to build this uh, this center. We're going to put the infrastructure up here. They're never, they're going to it's going to manufacture ammunition. Oh yay! Rah rah rah! Everybody's happy happy happy. Reelect the same people. Doesn't happen, you know. 
no sign right. of it. Oh, well, they're going to headquarter their headquarters office is going to be in Montgomery. Oh, really? Uh, where is that? And you know, this hasn't happened either. So all around me, I'm seeing the, these little communities and these older people just, you know, die and their homes are collapsing around them because they can't take care of them and the property taxes are going up. But why? Because there's nothing happening here, you know, and, um, Oh, we're going to have the big expansion of the Hatfield-McCoy Trail. And we're going to put this big uh, kayak thing in over here. And there will be people who will be able to kayak the Canal River up through here. And they're going to be able to ride their four-wheelers from this county to that county across the tops of the mountains. And I'm thinking, well, it used to be you didn't want strip mines up there because they were tearing it up. But you're going to let people ride four-wheelers up through there? So then my brain starts exploding and I have to stop. <laughs> But I, 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 it's, it's I a different, you gotta, it's a different you gotta scale, pick your battles it'll yeah. take you down. Yes, it will. It's a different scale, but it's battle. very similar uh, to what you're dealing with over there. And I'm just trying to think, you know, how do I, how do I come up with enough money to put a roof on this building over here so that I can put electric back in it and either rent it out or make it, I'd like to make it a little coffee shop and just, I mean, it wouldn't be big enough for more than four or five tables and a couple of Keurig machines, you know, but still yet a little coffee shop, a little meeting spot for people. But I got to come up with about eight grand to put a, a roof on it. Maybe more because it probably has a lot more roof damage than we think. But um, well, for the so, most you know, part right now, um, we need roof work done too, but we're, mm -hmm. we're waiting. I mean, right now I have given my myself permission um, to be still. Mm, yeah. Um, I think you know as well that um, 2021 was a year when the universe said to me over and over again, no, 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 no. <laughs> everything I wanted to do, everything I had hoped to do, every goal that I had set yeah, um, didn't work out. I mean, even quitting my job, you know, <laughs> you, I, I'm you still there. Quit your job. Yeah, you couldn't quit. You, you know, so... Nobody would replace me. So, you know, once I, I think right now, and especially with inflation and, you know, prices and gas prices and um, a rising uh, frustration and desperation in our communities, mm -hmm. I've given myself permission to chill. Mm -hmm. um, I'm always I always like to push. I'm a pusher, you know. I yeah. want to do this. I got to get this yeah. done. I got to get this I, done. I, I, I do get that somewhat. Mm -hmm. And I sit and I say, okay, Lisa, who's put this pressure on you? Did you yeah. put this pressure on you? I did. Yeah. You know, I yeah. did. And in many, many ways, I, I think, I don't think the universe was telling me no. I think the universe was just saying, not yet. Mm -hmm. It's not the right time. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I believe the time will come, you know, when... Um, hopefully we get some compassion and empathy back into our world yeah. that we will be able to um, grow and flourish instead of survive. Right. Um, and, you know, I do think that there were enough value changes, personal value changes during COVID and, and the quarantine mm -hmm. that we will begin seeing um, better days through you know after this we've just yeah. got to get through it yeah beforehand and again you 
you and I, I mean, I remember the 70s. I remember gas rations. I remember sitting yep. in line with yep. my father at the gas station. Yeah. Um, I remember, just like we talked about, you know, I remember the AIDS epidemic. I remember yeah. the um, polka dot fun of the, you know, the 80s as well. So mm -hmm. you and I know that these things pass. Yeah. Sometimes quickly, sometimes not, sometimes easily, sometimes yeah. not. Yeah. Um, but I do believe that that it's just a not not yet time and yeah. that there's so many things in incubation right now that when we get through this economic and cultural challenge that that we're going to see um, people and businesses and organizations blooming all over provided um we're willing to participate and support it yeah and i know that a lot of people are struggling so hard that they can't participate and afford it now and yeah. i know that you know our millennials that are doing relationships digitally they're going to come to an awareness sometime that that is not a relationship that mm -hmm. human beings are social creatures yes, we're not we digital are. creatures that's right um are. you know i had to i had to work myself up to go to that that craft show mm -hmm. but yeah. i'm so glad i did because i came home with a sense of community a sense of belonging um a sense of awe at the talent in our community um you know i again i didn't sell out everything i had but i sold one painting and it you know made my whole oh, day good, good. you know so so i know i mean even though i'm prone to introvert and prone to be reclusive again i could I'm one of those people I could live on the mountain all by myself. For and, a year and, and again, a we're, we're a lot alike in that. We, we both are that way. We'd read, I mean, I'm okay doing this, but even yet I know that I need, I need human touch from time to time. And I do the same thing. I book, I'll agree to do something. And then just up until the minute it starts happening, I'm like, why did, I don't want to do this. I want to just want to stay home in my pajamas, you know, or, uh, um, and, and we both deal, we struggle at this time of year with the lack of daylight hours and you and i mm -hmm. we've talked about that mm -hmm. many times before and we we haven't hit yet the really the hardest part of that the hardest part of that's coming in the next few weeks when it's really dark a lot and uh, i i, yeah. I almost i don't actually write it on the calendar because i don't want to have to look at it but i know almost to the minute what day that's going to happen and uh, i'm trying little few different things to try to maybe you know ease that off a little bit trying to up my vitamin d a little bit and see if that'll help but um there i mean we're we do have a lot of similarities even even with our the stark differences we have in in other areas but um um yeah the um i i i really feel for uh, <laughs> kids these days because they are missing out they are really missing out on a lot of experiences uh painful some of them yeah but uh good experiences just being around people because they're staying on those phones or they're staying in the the stereotypical kid in the basement eating cheetos playing uh war world of warcraft or whatever that game is that they 
that they used to play all the time and not not meeting real people and not know how to right. talk to I mean it's going to it's going to throw in my opinion it's going to throw um th- these folks their their social development back 10 years easy if not more than and that. and you can see it when you go onto a college campus, I was mm-hmm. teaching freshmen. You can you can see the challenges mm-hmm. they face, but we have to remember that we are social mm-hmm. creatures. That we need mm-hmm. each other. That we yeah. need to be physically around each other. Right. Um, and that you know you cannot develop. I think you and I are exception. I, you know, I was about to say you can't you can't develop a standing long-term relationship via the internet and i say that while you and i are talking to each other and we have a 20-year relationship but we worked at it yeah and we've met we've met in person person and um um yeah i mean it's not like we're gonna get married so I mean, it, we're we're acquaintances, <laughs> we're we're friend, uh, friends and acquaintances. Right. We're not working on a a life partnership, life you know, life partner type of right. relationship. We're we're yeah. So, but when you're talking about you know, uh, um, and and this, because I'm old fashioned, marriages and having families and stuff like this, you 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 can't. There's there's no proven way that uh, conception can happen on on a Zoom meeting or a or an online interview. I mean, you know, you got to there's got to be some physical stuff there. And I just there these these young people are just really missing out uh, on on learning how to dance that dance of of court courting somebody. That's an old fashioned word, but it's still pretty good, you know dating and learning about people and because they're just you know you can use those filters and filter your picture and then you meet somebody and it's like ooh ooh that's not what your picture looks like you know and then right. then you get the rejection and it's like well I I just I just yeah. feel you know really really sad for a lot of our young people because they're not gonna and I mean our ours has been a friendship but a business type relationship too so um it's not that kind of i don't know if we would really be able to tolerate each other in person four or five days in- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we, we might get the long knives out <laughs> I was gonna say, we would have to avoid certain topics if we were oh yeah 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 that. there would there would be yeah there would be that i saw and that look okay. i saw that look you rolled your eyes <laughs> yeah there would be some but um but that but but you know we're we're we've reached an, a level of emotional maturity that i think even if we even if it was a big eye, out loud eye roll it wouldn't do damage and but there are some people who are so fragile that if you rolled your eyes at them you know they just break down and be devastated just but, uh, well i'll tell you what i'm going to do right now right now i'm going to end the recording okay. all that you, you hang on a minute like and, and uh, this will give me a break in the, the audio and, and the video the where i can i can follow me on most of the social media platforms we'll look for my name robin alstein offline sort of until next time so i'm going to end the recording now and i appreciate the time you spent with me and 
Uh, this will probably go up in a couple of different pieces since it's a couple hours long. <laughs> I don't know if I'll post That's the whole fine. thing at once or, or, or chop well, it I'm into learning pieces, by, yes, you know, yes. going through this process with you. So, yeah. um, that's so, one reason I appreciate you asking me because I'm learning oh, as we go. Great. I love to help people figure stuff out, especially when I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm going to end the recording now. <laughs> Hang on just, <laughs> just a second. Okay. So there you have it. Post your comments, do all that boosting, liking, sharing, thumbs up, and stuff that helps spread the word and poke the algorithms. Follow me on most of the big social media platforms and look for my name, Robin Holstein, or Holstein House. Till next time, bye-bye.